Welcome to the Slapback Indie Show. Okay, welcome back. Um, thank you, everyone, for showing back up to the Slapback Indie Show. Uh, as you know, with the string of shows that I've done, and if you have heard the past episodes, uh, you've known that I've been lucky enough to be able to go and talk to some uh, special people around around this planet who also create in their own way. Uh, it's been something that I've been really excited and really stoked about, and I'm glad to be able to start sharing people's stories and honestly just getting to know people more. And today is no different. So today I'm super excited to announce that I have Jovakai here. Uh, he is an artist from Southern California, and dude, welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. This is really great. Okay, so I do this with everyone, but I like scaling all the way out and just kind of getting the big picture. So, man, like, what what kind of artist are you? What do you what do you do? I pretty much do everything. I mean, I'm trying to like, like, I've had an issue with like saying that before, where like I feel like I was never able to like people fully accept me in one form or another. So like, I'm trying to pigeonhole myself now into music, but um, but I pretty much do all art forms between performance art, I, I, I dance, I do music, obviously, uh, graphic design, photography, filmmaking, um, all those things. Um, yeah, so that's, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, I, I consider myself a creative overall, basically. Well, I, I don't know. I think that sometimes there are people who are specifically a drummer or specifically a jazz artist or whatever the niche ends up being. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone kind of comes from a place of having created all over the spectrum yeah, of mediums. For sure. So I don't think that that's necessarily too far off to say that, you know, where you are now as a creative is because of other creative outlets. So well, sure. That's not for sure. Yeah. Let me dial it in a little bit more. What kind of music do you make? Um, I make music that doesn't really, that's not, can't be really, uh, I guess, seen in any particular genre, you know? Um, okay. So I'll, I'll say I make experimental music that leans towards emotional, just, just human emotion, basically. And my experience. I love that, man. Yeah. 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 And it's, okay, so... Yeah. This kind of bleeds into the first official question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your story? What's my story? Oh, man. Feel free to give <laughs> as much or as little. I, yeah. I want these to be open-ended because I want to hear just what comes out of you when you think of what your story is. I think that says a lot. So, Well, I mean, I, I grew up all over. Um, I was born in D.C. I grew up, my parents were military um same yeah same so army brand i get it <laughs> yeah germany oklahoma washington state tennessee um, texas all kinds of florida like i've you know i've been all over even i probably traveled the world i've been over all over the world like three times maybe four in my lifetime um and i guess that's influenced me to just want to share the things that i've seen and experienced through different forms of art um but me as a person, I'm trying to think, what's my story? There's someone that's trying to make it in the world. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that's a very, like, yeah. I feel like it's a very Hollywood way to put it. Yeah. Someone who's trying yeah. to make it. But I was born, you know, I moved out to L.A. 
um, to pursue dance. I was a dancer at first. I toured and did all these these things back in the day, uh, which sometimes people know me for that mostly, which is why like the alter ego, which is really me, but in a different form, you know, came about uh, to sort of distance myself from from other things that I've done. Um, and uh, and so that's I guess that's 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 me in a nutshell. It's like honestly, I'm focused on the future, even though I know my past is what is what like got me to where I am. But try not to define myself by things that I've done before, which is I love that man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question, but like that's <laughs> that's my no, no. Now. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, so I think a few episodes prior to this one, I talked about just backstories, yeah. and I feel like there's a big crutch on a lot of people, especially when you get into bigger cities like LA or Nashville or New York, or all, there's all these hubs that are filled with people who have won this or they toured this or they do this. Yeah. But if they're trying to measure themselves by the same success, it gets really difficult. Like, of course you're going to psych yourself out if you have never won a Grammy and mm -hmm. you're putting yourself in comparison to people who have Grammys, like that's a very like bold line that, that keeps you separated from that. Yeah. But in reality, it's just a mindset. There's going to be people who win Grammys that have never won Grammys and they're going to do it not by thinking of how to win a Grammy, but just how to be themselves. Yes. So I think that your backstory and your mindset on, where you were compared to where you're going is a really important and like defining factor as just anyone who's trying to create anything for now or the future. Yeah. And that's totally, totally true. And, and it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's purposeful to like, to, to focus on the future. Like I've been posting on my Instagram, one of them about this is my future self. I think Matthew McConaughey has this whole like article. I think it's a fast, uh, fast company article about how to create your future self or whatever and i really really resonated with me because like i said i've been defined by other things i've done before and it makes it harder for people sometimes to to break out of a shell or like some sort of uh i guess uh lane they put you in if you've been successful in one thing or something you know so yeah yeah it's it can be limiting yeah to i don't know there, it, it can be a double-edged sword i will mm -hmm. say that having being known for something mm. is great if that's something that you're always pursuing. Yeah. Like that's, that's great if you can build your reputation into that, but it also makes it really hard. And you see this, you see this super often just about any artist that does blow up, but then they decide to do something a little different with their career or make different music or just live a completely different lifestyle. Yeah. The people who attached on to whatever that first snapshot of them was will like end up resenting them yeah. for change. It's weird, right? So I think it can be kind of toxic mm. if it gets thrown into, I don't know, not the best of hands. Yeah. Right. And you're you're thinking about that while you're creating and like, oh what are people gonna think when I, I say this or do this, you know? A few months ago, and this is like a weird story. Like but then remember Vin Diesel put out a song or something? I don't know if you saw that. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right in the middle everyone, of quarantine. Yeah. No one asked for it. They're just roasting yeah. him. And like, it's like, man, he tried to do something. Different. I don't know if the song is that good or not. I don't, I, I'm not going to judge it based on that. But like, so what? He tried to do a song. And like, that's what something, you know, spoke to his heart, you know? And then there's people, yeah. obviously, like Kanye or Tarash Gambino or, you know, Donald Glover that 
that's able to do all these different things or able to do all these different things and like no one I guess people do do question them sometimes, but they're so good that it doesn't matter, you know. You know, yeah. Eventually, yeah. that's where I would like to be at, you know, where where whatever I do, it's it's deemed okay, you know. And I think part of winning over a crowd like that is just having enough conviction in yourself and what you do. In that, there's a lot of variables when it comes to creating any art piece, mm-hmm. uh, but especially music. It's just very. It's all about taste. And yeah. so if you believe in yourself and your taste that much, then it's going to be, it's like, a, it's debilitating to anyone else because they see you enjoy it so much that they inherently will enjoy it more than if, the, sure. than if it was like left to themselves. Yeah. So I think you're right about that. Yeah. It's like when, if you, if you say, Hey man, I did this thing, like, I don't know, like just check it out. Then people are like, whatever. But if you're really like excited about it, you know, I think, I think you're right about that. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. And like to make yourself fully believe is probably going to be way easier mm-hmm. than anyone else. But the fact that you're able to do it to yourself will then make other people also believe in you. It's a weird like, I don't know, It you start thinking like this is maybe a cult and maybe I should slow down. Yeah. But I mean, not that you have to go down that bad of a road. Yeah, I always like shy away from being a quote unquote a, a leader in the way that people like you know say what a leader is I always say like oh I want people to like find themselves I want to inspire people to find themselves and be their own leader and not follow me you know what I mean and I feel like there's that's what happens sometimes you know when when someone starts to do something like great and like for me it's like I've I've tried to figure out the balance of those two things you know I look at someone like Tyler Uh, Tyler, the creator, like how he's able to like move in these different like lanes and have this big fan base, but also still push people to be themselves as opposed to Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, there's certain artists that like they need their minions, you know what I mean? Like they need like to have an army of people that just like follow and worship them. And not saying that that's bad because I'm not going to try to get any (laughs) any hate before I even start. But, you know, (laughs) it's like my goal as an artist is to is to help people find themselves basically you know that's a very like go-giver attitude you know like that's a pure way to bring this tangible idea to what music is you know because it's this weird balance right like you make you first make music for yourself Uh because you think it's cool you like the sound or you like the process or you like the instrument sometimes and so it's very much for yourself Uh But eventually it turns like eventually there's this like turning point where you're making it for yourself. But the end goal is so that you can share it. Right. You can like share it with your friends or eventually what your fan base would be. Uh Um, And so there's it becomes this switch where then you don't really make it just for you anymore. Uh And but you're making it for these people, but you still have to enjoy it. So it's like it's a weird relationship that you have with something that's not another person. Like music isn't another person. It's, it's more of an idea that you want to share. So yeah, that can be a weird relationship. Two things like that. There's a Michael Jackson song when he was like a little kid that he, I think it's called music or music and me. And I used to love that song because it's about his relationship to music in itself. And like, like how it's like his best friend or whatever, you know? Um, But then like uh, my, my EP came out, yesterday two days ago two days ago right it's the okay so this will probably be aired yeah in january in the new year yeah so 
give us the actual date. Okay, my EP uh, recently dropped uh, December 29th. And on that same day, because... Congrats, by the way, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I started making or releasing music in May, and I didn't tell anyone about it until December 29th. So that's the first time I told anyone that I know in the quote-unquote real world about my music, even though I'd been building a fan base just by releasing content by myself without anyone that's following me knowing who I am really. And um, so to what we were just talking about, that is like the epitome of like what that feels like is to to share something. And then now it's really like for, it's 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 for myself. I made those things to heal myself and to, re, to recreate myself, um, the, the EP, but to share it with people and now and, how, and be getting these texts and emails and, and messages, Facebook messages, whatever, like from, from all these people I've known over the years and telling them how, how much they're proud of me or they love the music or they didn't expect it or because I just dropped it without any warning for the most part. And it's just been this like, the last couple of days have been crazy, you know? I love that, man. Having like this- Well, congratulations again. I feel like that's in order. Like I should, I should have a whole round of applause going off right now because mm. um, <laughs> It's like it's not easy to especially especially not building up to it in a typical way that you would see now. That yeah. can be really stressful and that can be really daunting because it feels like you're like, do people want this or do they not? Mm. But then once you finally get the once you finally get the recognition for it or people just just talking to you about it, I know how rewarding that feels to have done all of this work. Yeah. So, man, that is not easy. And the fact that you're just so chill about it, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much my nature in general. Like, I mean, I might be hyper tonight for New Year's. I guess we don't know. People don't know that's New Year's Eve. But we're recording this on New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, we'll yeah. peel behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been great. Like this, the last couple of days have just been awesome because, like, I've been hiding this side of myself for like a while, you know. And now that people know, it's like I feel like completely free to just be whatever this future self that I'm creating is going to be, you know. It's it's yeah. I love that, man. Okay, since I know that you're not gonna shamelessly plug yourself, yeah, I'm gonna do it for you. So where can people find the the record that you just released? Uh it's on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer. I don't know who uses that, but Deezer, <laughs> Amazon. It's always in the conversation every time. <laughs> Amazon, you know, um, all of them. And uh yeah, that's you know, it's called uh, 91 Movement by myself, Jovakai. And uh, it's really, it's experimental, it's emotional, it's non, there's no genres really. I mean, I could say it's, there's rap on there, there's blues, there's country-ish, they call it alt country now. Um, Yeah, there's like, there's there's pretty much everything, whatever just came out of me is is what's on that EP, six songs. And it's, I'm grateful that, that I had, whatever came through me to make it happen, I'm grateful for it, yeah. That's killer. Dude, I love it. Okay, so this is kind of a good bend. And I know you touched on this a little bit, but I'd, I'd like to give a little bit more scaled up picture of this topic um, and maybe a little bit more actionable too. So what do you do and why do you do it? I create things to fulfill my own selfish needs. <laughs> That's one, but also very um, honest. Yeah, to, um, <laughs> to try to inspire people 
to to be themselves or to like learn about themselves because a lot of people don't this is going to be a, a sidebar but a lot of people don't know themselves they really don't you know and that's my goal I've, I've been like i said i've done different art forms dance and i teach dance or i used to um and that's one of the things i, I did is, is is trying to help dancers understand their body and who they are when they actually put moves to music that you're not just a shell like moving you're actually like living and breathing through the music and that's sort of like what I, I guess I try to do with my music now is like is is share emotion but it's supposed to be an open window an open opening to yourself you know that's awesome man so it's like uh if I can try to summarize yeah. this it's like uh you creating right. is offering someone to reflect on themselves and hopefully therefore create for themselves yeah is that or, or, kind or of ballpark the, yeah or be themselves you know and um, there's this, uh, Stephen, I think it's, yeah, Stephen King has this book called On Writing. It's like an awesome book if anyone wants to read it, if they like to write or, or create. Um, and he talks about that writing is like telepathy because like when you write something and someone reads it, it's literally going from their brain to yours. It doesn't matter how long of time it is. And that's sort of what I think about music as being, you know, it's the same thing. You write this song, you, you make it, you create it, and someone could listen to it now or a hundred years from now and they're inside of your head, you know, and you're touching them. Whether that means it's a turn up song, you're getting crazy or you're gonna cry, you know, whatever it is, you know, that emotion, you know, that's 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 the goal, I guess, yeah. And I think that's, that's probably one thing that no matter of genre or style or performance, whatever it is that draws people to music, mm -hmm. I think that's always like the, the innermost core of what attracts people to it is just this it's almost like there's a a sharing in whatever like emotional standpoint you could be mm -hmm. in someone else is probably there yes and being able to show off your version of whatever that is it's i don't know like that's a deep that's a deep like 10 layers in sort of thing um and there's not much else outside of i would say any of the other arts mm. that do that yeah i think I mean, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this, but I think music is the truest, purest, I shouldn't say truest, purest art form. I, I really, I mean, dance is pretty pure too, but from a, a standpoint of looking at it, not, you know, you can't go inside a dancer's body and feel the thing they're feeling unless you're really mm -hmm. an empath like that, you know? Music is is really special. And I and I realized it um, a couple of years ago, I did a TED talk and it was about the relationship to dan dance and music. And that was a moment that I realized that like this whole time I'd been creating things and I made it from different different points of view and I always wanted to do music. I just never had the balls to pursue it. So yeah, 2020 gave me that, I guess. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, I think, I don't know, 2020, I mean, now it, I mean, it's still 2020 now, mm -hmm. but now for the listeners, it's 2021. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think the the year was really hard in a lot of ways. It disrupted a lot of established sort of trends mm. just in, I feel like, work-life balances for people. You know, like everything from there crumbled, it seemed like. But what came out of it was some really true and inspiring um, emotions that a lot of artists had to deal with. And honestly, I feel like the brunt of the year that 2020 was, I'm just glad that 
music and the production of it is so much more readily available for people because it was such a good coping mechanism for and it still is it's gonna it's always going to be it allowed a lot of artists just like yourself kind of be able to be really honest with themselves and create something that is honestly them yeah and i think there's gonna be a class of artists or just people that have already been successful that create music during this time and i, I think things are going to change a lot in the industry not that i really i don't know if i can really predict that but i that's that's my guesstimation that's my hypothesis you know like i think that there's going to be a lot of music that comes out in the next year or two that's going to change things a lot you know Almost like how, yeah, in the 70s or whatever, when there was like, the, you know, the Vietnam War and like there's all this different music that, you know, made people think differently. Like, that's what I that's what I believe. I hope so. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Selfishly, I hope so, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't tell you how many uh, how many like Instagrams I've seen that say like after the plague was the Renaissance. Yeah. While it's kind of corny to say that, I think it's true at the same time. Yeah. I think a lot of hard time breeds a lot of really cool and really experimental and like new changed music Mm. newly changed music yeah i can say the sentence right um okay man okay i love all this and this is like the super deep stuff that i was hoping to uncover so thank you for going down these rabbit holes with me oh yeah um that's that's me since this is a (laughs) podcast that is a little bit more it's aimed towards indie artists who are creating and it could be anything from starting to restarting to just trying to figure out how to do this artist thing. What's one piece of insight, especially as a newer artist yourself, what's one piece of insight that you have that you think could help indie artists right now? Um, I'm just going to say from my own limited personal experience in this like lane is to not focus on making music like other people did not, you know, not focus on like all these, I, I mean, if all these people, these, these uh, quote unquote producers and beat makers and stuff, they're like, it's always that, that tight beat. <laughs> this is a Cardi B type beat or a Playboy Cardi type beat or, you know, and it's, it's interesting. I know that's how you get followers, but then how do you transform those people into like liking what you do and not just you trying to emulate other people. And I know most artists, still like emulate other people like even if they don't mean to um so i would say to like find your own sound as soon as you possibly can or just keep working on it you know and like do what you like even if other people don't like it you know like i've released a song called yeah no a couple months ago and like people were just roasting the mix and like and it was done purposefully like it was done to like sound like you're in someone's mind like you're in someone's head you know and they're like, I can't hear what you're saying. And like, they're just like, and I was like, well, it's not meant to sound like whatever commercial artist you think it's supposed to sound like, you know? Um, so that's that's what I'm going to say. Be yourself. Please create something that you like. And if you don't know what you like, then that's a whole nother problem. You know? You know what I'm saying? Like, if people... That was going to be kind of my next question. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how how would you... How do you explain the process of finding what you like? Hmm. I don't know what, like, enjoy art, like enjoy art, watch movies, watch whatever things grab you, write it down. Like, say, like, you know, like, I like that, that movie, or I like that shot, or like, why do I like now ask yourself questions, people have to spend time with themselves and ask themselves questions like we're doing in this podcast, like podcast yourself, like, 
podcast interview yourself and be like, why did I like that? I don't know. I love you know? that. I'm gonna I'm gonna brand the shit out of that. <laughs> is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, like you know, like people have to really take time to like learn what they fucking like. You know, I think Tyler says this too, but I've I've always believed in it. You know, you you have those friends that like fun to hang out with, but they're always like. One person will be like, oh, I hate that movie. Yeah, I hated it. And then the other person will be like, oh, that movie was dope. It's like, yeah, yeah, that, that was dope, wasn't it? And it's like, which one is it? Do you even know what you, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so going back to your question, ask yourself through, like look at things and then ask yourself questions. That's pretty much it, really. That means you have to sit with yourself. This is all the Zen type stuff. I don't know. I probably sound like one of those like hippy dippy type <laughs> hipster people. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I really believe that people have, you know, if you, if you want to create something that's unique or want to find yourself, you got to know who you are. Yeah. It's really hard. Well, I love this conversation too. And I have this a lot of the times when I work with artists as a producer <laughs> and obviously like there's some stuff that has to be in play, I think for that to really be beneficial to them. But yeah. when I do, I think a big, a big part of it, a big part of my job ends up just being the person that's holding the mirror uh -huh. for them. Because a lot of the time, like anyone can just sit down and create and like what you were saying, like come up with like 300 beats a year. Uh -huh. And it, but it's all just surface level, it seems like. And especially when it's like you were saying, like when it's like the Cardi B type beat, yeah. that's a very surface level analysis of a song. Yeah. But the minute that you can just, flip the mirror on yourself and ask yourself, what are you, uh -huh. you know, and there's layers to it. And yeah. you can tell when an artist is like at a deep, deep layer compared to maybe a surface layer. And sometimes it, it happens where an artist will do that. Like Adele is a great example. Yeah. Her songs aren't necessarily groundbreaking uh -huh. in the production of them or in the writing of them but because she had such a deep reflection uh -huh. on herself yes you know like that's what that's the tangible thing that people attach to yeah. they the they don't care about the that. chords yeah yeah like they don't they don't care about the compression on on her vocal they care that you can like see her crying in in your head when you're listening to her you know like that's the kind of deep mindfulness that I think you really need to have when it comes to creating something that will last. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like that sappy. Like I think, I think like hardcore and metal bands do a really great job at that too, mm -hmm. where they, they flip a reflection on themselves yeah. and it's definitely not, I mean, sometimes it's sad, but it's mostly angry, Yeah, but it's like an honest, like raw anger yeah. and that's what people are attaching to not the i mean some people are but not everyone's attaching themselves to like the orange amps or the les paul that he's playing like mm -hmm. that's not the stuff that matters and i think that and always the feeling you know the feeling that you get yeah i, I and I, there's there's a band um called uh, trash talk i'm not sure if you heard of them but i went to their show a while back and like this guy got the entire audience to sit down to like to rev them up and then like brought them up and the whole place went nuts and I'm like that's like that's some incredible cool shit. yeah it's incredible yeah you know, <laughs> people go to those shows to like let loose anger and the frustration and, and and mosh it out and find like minded people and that's a whole scene like I didn't understand it when I was a little bit younger but I got it 
recently I was like okay now I understand this music completely you know yeah it's kind of cool I remember like my first introduction to music was just as a uh, my dad made me I had to pick band or chorus so I picked band and I picked the drums so I could annoy him you know like that was my first like <laughs> that's funny you know I mean he was a military Yes. Very My dad was in the Coast Guard. Okay. And so, you know, he was very Strict. high and tight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, but that was like, that was something that I could relate to. Mm. And a lot of my youth was spent inside like gross Grange halls or uh, VFW halls in like the punk and hardcore community at that time. Mm. And it was incredible to see just hundreds of strangers show up. And at the start of the show, everyone's staying to themselves, like no one's really talking and people are just kind of in their own in their own skin. But then by the end of the night, after the headlining hardcore band was there and everyone was like whipping fists at each other, everyone's walking out of the show, like hugging and some dudes are crying with other big dudes with beards and tattoos, you know, like it, it was like a really transformative like experience to see that yeah and that's when i like it like clicked like oh okay music it's it's not about like the notes i'm playing on the drum set it's not about whatever clothes you're wearing like it oh it's about connecting with people like that's yeah. all it is yeah it is it's true yeah because like some of the best yeah it is it's true yeah because like some of the best musicians I know, super talented, these people do sessions, they like play in like cover bands or like party bands. The people that play in corporate bands, sometimes are the best because they can play anything like at any given time, but necessarily that doesn't mean that like that transcends to like being a star or whatever. Like I'm not saying that people need to be that, but it is true. It's like the connectivity aspect is what people are always searching for. You know, people like make fun of well, not make fun of, but like someone like Madonna, they were like, oh, she can't sing or whatever. I was like, something about her connects with people. It doesn't matter, like, if you don't like her voice, you know, right. people sing her songs all day long, you know? So I, that's why I feel about it. And I never um, wanted to be, I guess, a pop artist, you know? I just want to make my music. And if it happens to, like, work out, you know? You know, because I, mm -hmm. as a dance, my dance background, I could have just tried to come up with some Jason Derulo type <laughs> type stuff and like people just probably would have made fun of me you know so it's just it's just not you know he's a top selling artist so I can't hate on that but yeah it's just like it's not me you know I, I look at music from a fine fine art standpoint you know it's it's meant like you stare at a piece of art and like it may not even hit you till a year later you know what I mean Some sometimes sometimes it may grab you right away just depends on where you are at that moment you know I would say that Music is the same in probably cooking and reading. And let me let me connect these dots. Um, I think music has similar traits to those two specific, I guess they're art forms too, but it feels weird calling reading an art form. But I guess it, it is, it is. The connection there is that depending on where you are, like where you find yourself in life, will determine how well you pick up what other pieces in front of you, mm -hmm. right? So if you're a child and you're given lobster, 
like you're probably not going to appreciate it at that time because you're a child so you're surrounding like that's not important to your life at that point yeah same i think goes with music but maybe on a deeper level there where you're not going to connect to i'm going to use adele again you're not going to connect to adele as like a three-year-old because you have no scale of idea of what pain she's even singing about Mm -hmm. right yeah and same goes with with um with reading like picking up the right book at the right time Mm -hmm. will change your life for the best I, yeah. I fully believe that. But picking up the wrong book at the wrong time can almost have a negative effect because you're trying to implement things that you don't really understand. And yeah. so I think that there, because there's a commonality there between just different mediums, I think that it shows a really good importance in what that means when you do create. You know, I think if you aren't being honest with yourself in that moment or you're just creating what you think people want to hear, but it doesn't jive with you then it's just you already lost the battle after that completely completely and then and then sometimes like i think you said something about taste i mean that's that's the second part you know um for me i think the details are what makes something great whether it's like lack of detail but it's purposeful or it's knowing that like for producer like producing like oh this snare is too loud or or maybe it's too soft. I don't know, whatever it is, like those small details, if you do a hundred small details, you know, with any art form, it'll be better. It doesn't matter like what it is. Like, so you can get away, if you're like, if you're detail oriented, you can get away with not being that that great at something, as long as you like take the time to really think about each detail. You know, and some people are natural at things, so they don't, they just do it inherently. They don't even know how they're doing it. Um, I don't even know how that related to what you were saying, but I feel like it did at the time. <laughs> Well, I will say that even even people with natural talent, people who have never seen a keyboard, but can put together beautiful chords. Yeah. If if they just stay at that level, they will eventually be outworked by someone who is not naturally talented, but focuses on the on the details of things and how to get better. Yeah. Like at a systematic approach to it almost. So I think you're right. I think the details are where you're able to really show your characteristic and show what's important to you. Yeah. And therefore it will be important to your listeners and therefore it's important to your music or whatever art piece you're creating. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's, there's like, there's kids that are like 13, 14 year, years old that like are better than anyone at making beats right now. And then as soon as they get a little bit of life experience, it's going to be all, I, I mean, I can't wait to see when that happens, but I go on these YouTube tutorials just to like see what people are doing. And I'm like, this kid's some kid in Taiwan that's like 13 years old is making this crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't even understand it, honestly. <laughs> you know? It will be incredible what the music industry looks like in, I mean, shoot, like 10 years. Give it give it 10 years. The kids that are growing up on iPads today with GarageBand, yeah. by the time that they're 30, like it is going to be incredible yeah. with what they are able to create just because they've been able to create for so long and they can if i figured out my like creative voice when i was 7 years old mm-hmm. my life would be so different right now i feel like yeah. you know yeah. so i think it's going to be i don't know i think it's going to be a crazy world uh, i think it's going to keep getting crazier but it's going to be really beautiful at the same time um okay so mm-hmm. 
Jovakai. Yes. You just released your album. And where, so we talked about being able to find it online and everything, but this, I'm going to give you as big of a plug as you want here. Where can the audience find out more about you? I have a website. It's called jovakai.com. J-O-V. Let's spell it out. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Jovakai.com. J-O-V-I-K-Y.com. That sounds awkward to say have K-Y. Anyways. <laughs> Anywho. Um, Unintentional ad sponsor right, right there. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have an Instagram. Uh, Love at Instagram. Oh, no. Instagram dot com backslash Jovakai Love, yo, V-I-K-Y-L-O-V-E. At Jovakai Love. Yeah, yep. and, I, okay. and, I, and I may change that name soon. I'm trying to just get Jovakai, but for some reason someone has it. I don't know how that happened. So, um, yeah. That's always the story, ain't it? Yeah, it sucks, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, and like, that's pretty much it. Like, I don't have a Facebook. I have a Twitter, but I hate... Good for you, man. I hate... I really respect that. Yeah, I mean, I have a Facebook for... But yeah, Jovakai does not have a Facebook and he probably will never have yeah. one. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I have a Twitter and I don't like tweeting. So it's just there because it needs to be there um, for SEO purposes, I guess. And that's pretty much it, you know. So yeah, I hope people can follow my journey. Like it's it's going to be interesting to see like how this ha- this this unfolds, honestly. Like music is, has been my number one love for so long. And I'm so glad I can actually share it with people now. So. I'm glad too, man. I'm glad that you you got to this stage. And um, I have already listened through the record. And dude, I I will say it's it is honest. It is. Um, I love what you're doing with it, and I'm glad that you are you you chose to make the step to create because that's not the easiest of feats, you know. Like it's a it's a lot of work to put yourself through, and it's kind of a scary feeling, or it can be. So I'm glad that you made it. Um, and let's plug, let's plug the record one more time. So give us the name and again, where people can find it. The EP is titled 91 Movement uh, by Jovakai, myself. And they can find it on all, all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, Deezer, and any other ones that I've forgotten about. But yeah, they can find it all those places. And I might put it up on SoundCloud in a little bit. We'll see. It's on YouTube as well. So it's all those. Perfect. Yeah. Well, dude, I will make sure that I link you and all relevant links to you in the show notes. So if anyone wants to be able to go look those up, you should just be able to click the link in whatever you're listening to and be able to find him. So, dude, thank you again for coming on. This was a ton of fun. I love talking all this meta stuff with you and yeah, I hope that we can do this again sometime. Yeah, maybe like we can work together on something. Maybe you got some beats for me. I don't know. <laughs> Man, okay, okay. Yeah, we got we got to turn this off. Now. All right, all right. Yeah, this is turning into a different kind of meeting. All right. Just kidding. <laughs> all right, man. All right, man. Um, well, any last any last words you want to you want to give off for the audience here? Um, just be yourself, man. That's all. Like, find yourself, love yourself. And, and, and let that shine to the world. That's what you heard the man. Yeah. You heard the man. All right. Well, dude, thanks again. We'll chat soon. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Joe Bakai, for coming on the show. Um, if you guys enjoyed this, then, again, please feel free to give us some ratings. I'm trying to grow this. I'm trying to get some cool guests on, and that will make my life easier. Okay? We'll see you next week.